0: The sun was just coming up over this small, rural village. The crow had just sounded off its alarm. A couple hundred people called Nazareth home. Most of them were farmers. Nazareth was about 75 miles north of Jerusalem well off the beaten path, actually so obscure. Nothing really happened in this ordinary place that was until now. Mary, who just turned 14 years old, she couldn't sleep. Birthdays are are always special, but this wasn't about a birthday. Mary's parents had just told her about Joseph. She was excited and scared all at the same time. Getting married would change everything for her. She enjoyed her friends, the time of learning at the synagogue, and her family. But today, today would start her kiddushin. It's a betrothal, which would last a year. It was the talk of this small village. Everybody knew it was going to happen, and now it did. Joseph would prepare a home, and Mary would continue her internship with her mom. All Mary could think about was Joseph her wedding, her future. She talked with God a lot. Asked him a bunch of questions. She quietly trusted God with her 14-year-old life. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with us to Luke chapter 1. We're going to spend the majority of our time there. And if you don't, you can follow along upon the screen. Luke chapter one, we're gonna start at verse 26.
1: In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her. <gasps> Greetings. Favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her.
0: Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful to be able to meet together to praise and adore the King of Kings. Yet, Father, if if we are a little honest, Christmas seems to come around every year. The story is read once or twice or three times each year. We hear the story, and sometimes it affects us, but most of the time, Father, it it just passes. We would ask today, Father, that... That you would give us some fresh eyes. That your spirit would be so abundantly active today, this morning, right here. That you would open our eyes. That we would perhaps experience a little of the wonder, the love that you have shown us so consistently, but so precisely in this story. Lord, there are churches all over this county, this state, this country, and our world who are focusing on this amazing story. We pray, Father, that it would transform lives that you would bring multitudes of people into your family and that they would be called the sons and the daughters of God. We pray this in your a powerful name. Amen. I want to welcome you, especially if you're newer to Crosspoint Church. Our focus this Christmas season is going to be on a manger, on a manger, the event that shouted God's love and gave each one of us hope for the future. The arrival of Jesus, well, was the advent of love. And love certainly was a catalyst behind the incarnation according to John's gospel, a verse that is so very, very familiar with each one of us. But in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yet there was little doubt that Mary was a special player in God's redemptive plan. Christmas is all about God. Blowing away any kind of expectations and sharing with you and with me how much he loves us and desires a relationship, not just a relationship, but a rich relationship with each one of us. We all see that Mary, well, she was a huge player. And I'd like to start off even saying this because... So many of us come from so many different backgrounds. But we do see the Virgin Mary differently because of that. Some traditions exalt her and even worship her. Others de-emphasize her role and her person. And hey, after all, she's just an ordinary girl. I'd like to, well, this morning, strike a balance if I could and be able to describe to you and encourage you to see a healthy biblical perspective. We'll start by reading Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 again. You can open up your Bibles, or again, you can follow up on the screen. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Few things jump out at me about God. The first thing I see is that that God chose to display his love 2,000 years ago. Verse 26, I think, begins God's whole redemptive plan. None of us would have chosen this. None of us would have thought of this plan. It was so unique, so amazing. Secondly, God sends a special messenger. That's what an angel is. And his name was Gabriel. Again, our perspective of angels, our view of angels, our understanding of angels. I I don't know if this one had wings, and I don't know if it hovered. I don't know if it spoke in some angel language. But I know this, is that God said, I have a message for one of my kids, and I'm going to send Gabriel, to this obscure, small, off-the-beaten path to Nazareth. Wow. I don't know if you remember Nazareth, but not only was it small, but it actually didn't even have a very good reputation. You would think God would have known this, you know? But if you remember back in John chapter 1, when Jesus, in the very beginning of his ministry, was gathering disciples... He had one whose name was Philip, and Philip was telling just about everyone he knew that the Messiah was coming, and he went to a guy named Nathaniel, and he said, "Nathaniel, we've found the Messiah. He's from Nazareth." And Nathaniel's off-handed remark was this: "Can anything good come from Nazareth?" The third thing that jumped out to me is that God sent Gabriel specifically to marry. Folks, this is just hard for us to understand in our culture. It, it just is. Um, dating, engagement, um, even now the majority of the folks who are considering marriage are so much older than they were 25 50 years ago so for us to be able to understand this engaged slash soon to be married young poor female and a virgin 14 years old put that in perspective every one of you know 14 year olds and that would be scary it really would like, how is this even possible? Again, the culture was certainly different. And soon after a woman came of age, at least in this culture she was expected, well, to start a family and to get married. It was something again that oftentimes dating wasn't even used, that, that was not even a concept. You know, it's it's hey I got a guy, you got a girl, boom, let's have them connect. This will be a great marriage. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's some benefits in that, I, I think. I don't know what they are, but, but there are some benefits. All right. And, and she was told just shortly, hey, I just want you to know, ah, we've made an agreement with the family of Joseph, and you're going to be married. Now to us that looks very scary To her it would only be Oh, this is so cool I am so excited But She gets a visit A visit While while she's thinking about Normal, kind of engaged Woman thought The wedding. The ordeal. How wonderful Joseph is. And an angel shows up. An angel. She had to be alone. The angel uh, greets her and speaks truth to her. So out of the clear blue, she hears the first words, Greetings! Hi! How are you, favored woman? Now that alone would be a little bit, uh, yeah, yeah, scary. Angel shows up. But she heard this. Her mind had to be racing and say, hey, wait a minute, right now, things were going just really well, and angels shows up. Hi, you are favored. And then says, the Lord is with you. Now at this moment, her mind has got to be racing. Not so sure she's ever met an angel. Not so sure she's ever heard any kind of language like this. Look at verse 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. What is he talking about? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary was shaken. Of course she was shaken. The angel assured her, even a stranger, don't be afraid. Again, I'm not so sure how soothing that was at that exact moment. Some guy, you're not even understanding all this, greets you in the name of God and says, it's okay, Mary, don't be afraid. Now, initially, angels rarely bring comfort, right? I I mean, I mean, let's just face it. It's like, whoa. But this was not about judgment. This was about favor. In fact, she couldn't believe it. Mary knew as well as anyone that she was a sinner, that she needed a Savior, that she wasn't that special. She even have had to have heard about the prophecy. They had long waited for the Messiah, but, but her from this small village, she had little means. Certainly this couldn't be happening to me. Although, again, we, we know she knew the Bible. We know she spent time with God. She, I mean, God chose Mary for a reason. And though fully revealed in the New Testament, the virgin birth is foreshadowed in the Old Testament all the way throughout Starting in Genesis chapter 3, God declared that the seed of a woman would crush Satan's head, a prophecy. In Psalm chapter 2, the psalmist predicts that at a specific time, the eternal second person of the Trinity would be born into the world. The only way for that to happen, as previously noted, would be through a virgin. In Isaiah, which we spent a little bit of time last week, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, records the startling prediction that a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. They've been waiting for the Messiah for a long time. They had these scriptures, the conversation was going back and forth. In some way, she qualified, she was a virgin but certainly confused and disturbed and afraid. But then the angel gives a message that would blow any normal 14-year-old <laughs> away. This is good news. It's news that would rock her world, but even in the very smallest way, everything would change. Everything would change. Uh, Mary, you will conceive. You are not pregnant yet, but, but you will conceive. And you will give birth to a son. You will call him Jesus, which literally means Yahweh saves. He will be great, specifically God's Son, specifically God in the flesh. He will be Israel's long-awaited king, the Messiah who will reign forever. He ushers in the kingdom, but it will never, ever stop. This amazing child would be God incarnate, perfectly righteous in everything he thought, said, and did. He would die as a sinless sacrifice, providing himself as a substitute for sinners, offering his atoning death to save all from their sins. Now this is unbelievably great news for the Jewish state. It's unbelievably great news for all of the world. The Savior, the King, the Messiah has arrived. But what about for Mary? Yes, she would have a savior, but what about this life? What about her existence? This is going to be really odd. So look at her response a response that could only have happened from someone who literally loved God with all of her heart. Look at verse 34. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, Your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she conceived a son and now is in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responds. She says, how? (laughs) Okay. how?" Is this going to happen? How am I going to give birth to the Son of God? What's interesting, and it wasn't a response like, Are you kidding me? Or, I I don't believe this. Like, no, no. This cannot happen. It was how. I'm not understanding this, Mr. Angel. So, this will happen miraculously. The Holy Spirit will, will come upon you, Mary, and God's power will surround you, Mary, and it will be so very evident. So, when you give birth to Jesus, He will be the sinless, holy Son of God. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, The Bible doesn't always give us pauses. But I think there might have been a pause right here. I I do. And then maybe right after that, maybe a gasp, maybe just awe. I, I don't know. But he Gives a little more information. Hey, and uh, behold! Let, let me tell you some other shocking news. You know, your relative Elizabeth. She's six months pregnant. She's eighty-eight years old. Yes, uh, I just get letting you know. Eighty-eight year old Elizabeth. Now, Mary had heard the story of ninety-year-old Sarah, who had become pregnant because of God's miraculous working. But now Elizabeth? And the angel just simply says this. You see, nothing is impossible for God. I know you're not getting it. I know you're not understanding it. I know there's a million things that are flooding through your mind right now. But God's word never fails. It always comes to path. And I'm just telling you, this is going to happen. Then Mary's response in verse 38. It is amazing. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Literally after she heard this unbelievable news, which sounds really, really good at first, she said, I am the Lord's handmaiden. May everything you just said come true. I embrace what you're saying. It was a response of obedience. You are my Lord. I am your servant. I could have never imagined this morning that this would be possible. Even a few years back when I'm trying to think who I'm going to marry... Nothing like this ever crossed my mind. Perhaps Mary had the fluffy thoughts first. And and I call fluffy like the good things. Oh, I'm going to have a baby. Oh, this is so much fun. Oh, ah. And all of a sudden, whoa. Yeah, uh, a baby, but the baby is going to be God. Oh, boy. Like, how how do I do this? How do I rear the Son of God? You see, submission to God's plan would cost her. And it was just starting probably to go through her mind. Mary, did you know all these things are going to happen? Oh, one of my favorites. Christmas songs is Mary, did you know? And when that comes up, you all of a sudden get transported back into time. Because I'm pretty sure she didn't know all these things. And as the song, Mary, did you know your baby boy would one day walk on water? Well, I, I haven't thought about that. Uh, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? <laughs> did you know your baby boy is going to get blind or, or sight to a blind man? He's going to calm the storm with his hand. D- do you know that this baby used to live where angels trod? And when you kiss this little baby, do you you understand you're kissing the face of God? Then near the end, do do you know that this baby is the Lord of all creation? That one day He would rule all nations. That He is heaven's perfect Lamb. And that you are holding the great I Am, who's been around before time began. I'm pretty sure she didn't. And I'm pretty sure she didn't know all that she signed up for. But she did know this. She knew that most would not believe her, that she was unfaithful to Joseph. She knew that for the rest of her life, she would be disgraced Because of apparent unfaithfulness. She knew and hadn't talked to Joseph yet that Joseph could divorce her. And and again, this is hard for us to understand, but this engagement, year-long engagement time was just as good as being married. Except that the marriage was consummated when the wedding ceremony actually happened. And even worse, would she get stoned? No, no I, I couldn't get stoned because then I couldn't have the bait. Things went a little fuzzy for her. In fact, Mary trusted God so much that even when the details were fuzzy, she said, okay, you want it, God, I'm going to do it. She would rear Jesus, the King of kings who would usher in the kingdom of God. Now, let me just share some final thoughts here. An ordinary 14-year-old girl who had an extraordinary relationship with God had an amazing part in God's redemptive mission. God works mightily in ordinary places with ordinary people who humbly depend upon Him. Our sovereign and gracious God chose a 14-year-old to be the earthly mother of His Son. Mary faithfully rested in the sovereign purpose of her Savior and God not knowing all the implications or the risks. Her faith was amazing. I would be remiss if I didn't ask that question right now. Wouldn't you want a relationship with a God who loved you and me so much that he would send his son into some humble surroundings only to grow up, to spread his arms, to spill his blood so that we might be reconciled to God. Oh, Mary was amazing. And she had faith and no one could ever experience anything that she has ever experienced or ever had experienced. But she knew a God had changed her life. And in her case, it was her son who eventually redeemed her. But would you like to develop a relationship with God? Would you like to come to faith even now? Because God sent his son to die in your place and my place. It's an act of faith. Although Mary had amazing faith, it's faith that starts your relationship with God. And then, in spite of circumstances, whether Gabriel shows up in your bedroom or not, once you're a son or you're a daughter of God, you can trust Him. When things don't seem to be going well, when you seem to be getting the raw end of the deal, when life is hard, you have faith in a God that promises His presence to you. Mary, don't be afraid, I will be with you. Huh. Soon after Mary gave birth, she held the King of Kings in her arms. She still hadn't processed it all. But holding the King of Kings really means only one thing. Some adoration had to be part of the response. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, the king. Let's pray. Father, you sent. Your son, the king of kings, to a young lady. Father, we are so grateful for her story, for her faith, for her courage to do something that had to be hard, wonderful, difficult, terrific. No one had ever done this before. But God, in your plan, you chose the perfect woman. You chose a little girl who would trust you in a new and a fresh way so that your love could be displayed to all of the earth because of Mary's obedience we thank you we thank you for your love may we continually worship you God
1: in Jesus name